Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Exactly the way it was meant to be seen. That's right. Ugh. Well, Torgo and I People saw like it you disgust me. In the proper 70 millimeter format, yes, and it I. was awesome. <laughs> so you're watching it exactly the opposite <laughs> way. Yeah, somebody at work. That's had, fine. No, it's no, not. No, it's not. Yes, it is. <laughs> somebody no. at work says that there's a longer version of it. I'm like, yeah, it's like almost a half an hour longer. Uh, one of my friends at work saw it in the the less long version and said that the uh, uh, voiceover in the middle was really weirdly distracting without the break. Oh, right, right. Yeah, because they didn't go to intermission. Right. Just suddenly, Quentin Tarantino was talking for no good reason. <laughs> yeah, so I guess I can see that. Yeah. What's That's what you two get more, for going to the non... That's it? Then he's done? What? Is it two more films and he's done? This is eight, right? You said he's doing ten. Whatever. You, yeah. Do you know, like... You know, you know Kevin Smith stopped making movies, too. <laughs> 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 Stephen King stopped writing books. Mm-hmm. Two years ago, when this script got leaked, uh, Tarantino said, I'm not even going to film Hateful Eight. I'm very disappointed right now. Actually, I'm sure you got you have the news about what he's going to do next, right? Uh, it's not really news because there's no announcement. Yeah. yeah. So, But I know he wants to do a horror film eventually. No, no, no. He wants to... The next thing he wants to do is... Uh, uh, turn uh, Hateful Eight into a play. Okay, that Strange I haven't play. heard. Oh, yeah. That's just new. recently put that out. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's... That, I'm no, waiting for award season to end so I can write it. Whatever. Well, you know, people <laughs> spout things all the time. Until contracts are signed, it doesn't make news. Aw, oh, shit. What? what? Paul, Where did you get a burrito wow. from? Paul pulled what out the, the macho combo burrito. <laughs> yeah, it was like you pulled it out of your ass or something? Like, where did... <laughs> I just glanced over Eventually. I, I thought he was unrolling a giant thing of dough. <laughs> I was just like, uh, well, he pretty much is at this point. This raw bread here. <laughs> I got me a big old tube of cookie dough. Nom, nom, nom. Oh, cookie dough. That, that sounds really good. It does that sound good, good, doesn't it? Welcome, folks. This is Geek Shock number 319. I am Master Torgo. Your worst nightmare. Ladies, Jeff. Commander K. Fact Jack Dandy. Maple Leaf Matt. Everybody's accounted for. Woohoo! How do Yay. you like that? Full cast gentlemen. We good to see here. you guys. Good to so be here. Yeah. It's a good time because Paul is is you know catching up on his meal. Just came off the show, so he's hungry as can be. So we're gonna dive right into emails. Give him a chance to chew. Mm. Gotta chew feed the beast. Chew, 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 chew. Now, feed the beast is the name of a Minecraft aggregator that's so much fun that I cannot hear that phrase without thinking Minecraft. Now, it's so joyful. I've started playing Minecraft again. And Terraria. Because but I'll get back. In, I'll get into that a little bit. Emails. Emails. All right. Good day, you fine fellows of fandom. Wow. That's, that's better than gentlemen. Someone's okay. practiced their alliteration. Uh, yeah. I've been listening for almost a year now, coming to the show from ICS, and figured my first email to you guys would have to be about The Force Awakens. All right. Now, just a quick side note. Wanted to thank you all for helping me keep alive during my commutes home from work early in the mornings. I work night shift. Almost a year ago, I fell asleep at the wheel and totaled my car when I went off the road and hit a guardrail head on. I was listening to a much more serious podcast at the time, which is probably what lulled me to sleep after a 12-hour shift. Yikes. Now I make sure to have you guys or ICS playing on my drives home. So it was like NPR Geek Shock. So <laughs> today we're going to talk about a sleepy the voice, narrative voice. 
Lull. Lull to sleep. Can we get some kind of tax credit for preventing auto accidents? <laughs> I think so. Oh, good. The content from both podcasts keep my brain engaged, often leading to uncontrollable laughter, tears, and difficulty breathing. Now on to my geek thought. That's just as dangerous as driving. It really is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Inappropriate fits of laughter at the wrong curve can definitely send Throw you off the your road. back and go driving into a concrete uh, light pole. <laughs> I heard crappy New Year. That was a hell of a fucking story. Yeah. <laughs> I had to switch to more boring podcasts yeah, because right? the funny That's one like killed me. One or the other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had to wait a few weeks to listen to the Alderan Truthers episode to avoid the spoilers. The wife and I went to go see it uh, New Year's weekend, and I was telling her about some of the commentary from episode 316. We came to a different take on Kylo Ren, specifically his bad line of kill them all. We saw it not necessarily as a bad line of the script, but as a young man trying to emulate his idol, Darth Vader, or rather the image he has of Vader in his mind. We saw it as Kylo, the immature young man, petulant, angsty teenager, trying to be just like the Darth Vader that most characters or people in that universe remember, a cold, ruthless, dark lord of the Sith. He probably doesn't know that Vader was responsible for the fall of Palpatine and Empire and how humanized he became at the end of his life. If Kylo could talk to the Force ghost of Vader, he would probably be disappointed that he didn't live, har har, up to the image in his head. I uh, guess you never should meet your hero's ghosts. Thanks again for everything you do, Chris, a.k.a. Scoop Shooter. That's a pretty good interpretation, actually. I like that. I like it, yeah. Thanks, Scoop Shooter. Yeah. Yeah, I just I'm 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 just exhausted correcting uh, their mistakes, making excuses <laughs> for the, the I'm like, you know we 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 were we're so trained to apologize for Star Wars now because it's, it's rote it's second nature. So when an, a middling okay film comes along, we're like, oh, everything was perfect, everything was great, it was the best, it's the best. Wait, but now it's like owned by the same company as Marvel, so we might get a no prize for doing it. Mer. We did. I already it. got a no prize for doing it. I went and saw the fucking movie. Geeks in no general, prize. we did it when episode one came out. We we tried to convince we ourselves did. it was good. I saw it seven fucking times. Yeah. I won't be fooled again. Well, you were. You're just living in denial. No. No, uh, no I think you're right. I think when it comes a couple years from now, when we look back at Force Awakens, it'll be like, it was okay. It had its problems. That's it. It's we, okay. we are just riding the high right now. Yeah, it's not a bad movie. It's just not great. So by when the any second means. one comes out, we'll be guappy about the first one. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> it's not. I great. don't know. I really enjoyed it. So I, I still enjoy it, and but again, I'm very aware of its problems. But I still like it. Did you find? Hey. Any, did you track down the uh, Kylo Ren and uh, and uh, Lonely Luke thing yet? I, I've seen them individually. But, oh, okay. But I haven't are you seen talking, them Are you interact. talking about the emo Kylo Ren thing that's going Luke, around? Yeah. The yeah, okay. There, there's, okay. There's one thread where the, the two fake accounts uh, start talking to each other and then whining back at each other. It's really funny. Okay. Somebody needs to draw Kylo Ren and Stimpy. Ooh, that's <laughs> good. <laughs> that hasn't happened yet. How could that I'm have sure not happened there. yet? Ace is probably on now. it as we speak right now. It's out now. there now. <laughs> I got an eight-hour lead on him. <laughs> Dear Geek Shock, first of all, concerning the wardrobe malfunction at Fifty Shades last week. 
<laughs> All right, so I have not heard about this yet because I didn't get a chance to listen to last week's episode yet. Oh, uh, if, yeah! If you didn't listen to last week's episode, first of all, do, uh, and second, well, I uh, Paul, to. I Paul just released the Kraken. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what we're calling it now? <laughs> one third. <laughs> the left, not one. the inchworm. <laughs> <laughs> one, third. one third of the Kraken was revealed. One third of the Kraken was revealed. The hamster part. Concerning the wardrobe malfunction at Fifty Shades last week, I motion henceforth refer to that production as the Ball Show. Nice, the famous ball. <laughs> the famous ball. That, that's what he writes. That's what he writes. Of course, that show is starring the famous ball. <laughs> Stop talking over ball. <laughs> All right, Gaming Mill, you have a new uh, song to re-record. Oh, man. <laughs> Secondly, I am writing to give my fellow shock monkeys a homework assignment. So this is an assignment for you listeners out there. Whew. We know about the large extended universe in the Star Wars franchise driven by fan fiction. I'm not much of a geek, so please excuse my inaccurate verbiage. But what I want to see is some Geek Shock fan fiction. Oh, good God. Oh, no. <laughs> Listening as much as a monkey like myself, we know a lot about your guys' life outside of the titular couch. Like 80s Jeff is becoming a fancy waiter. Commander K works 50 weeks out of the year at Ka. And, of course, the famous ball works at the ball show. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm interested in is the rest of their lives outside of the couch. Like we know, 80s and Torgo are roommates, but did you know that they're actually really long-lost stepbrothers who had a chance meeting and have yet to learn that they are actually related? <laughs> or that Bonzo and Paul's on-air battles were really lovers' quarrels? <laughs> <laughs> or that fact-check Andy is really a cyborg installed with a version of Google that only gives incorrect answers? <laughs> Oh. oh, oh, the anti-Google. I like that. The feels. These are just examples. I know we have a lot of talented writers in the monkey sphere. I'd love to see what they can come up with. Cheers, Steven. Steven, wow. Uh, you might unleash the Kraken with that one. A pretty good one. Yeah. They could reveal that Maple Leaf is actually just an American who's socialist. Oh. <laughs> I like that. I'm still honestly, just as a side note, I'm still amazed that we have a fan page on Facebook now. Yeah, that's awesome. The Shock Monkeys Lair. I love I, that's, that. That's thank you, Michael. Yeah, that's just unbelievably uh, uh, touching that that people have done that for us. We have a podcast about the podcast. I know that too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the Paul Show, guys. People fucking love it. <laughs> Shut up and eat your dough. <laughs> hey, stop talking over ball. The microphone is pointed right at it right now. <laughs> no, wrong ball. We established last week was the left one. So, so thank you, Stephen, for writing that. And boy, am I afraid. And thank you, Stephen, for uh, whipping my ass in trivia this week. That was all right. quite, quite sweet. You got your ass whipped in trivia? I get my ass whipped into that trivia game all the time. Okay. Between Matt and Stephen, I, I'm lucky I have an ego. I was going to say, uh, back in the old NTN days, you used to, to kick some hey, ass Hey, I can there. hold my own, but uh, the ball show. Anyway, dear Geek Shock, 
I am writing a quick question about a problem I've been having. Ever since I've started reading comics, the one comic I've always collected has been The Amazing Spider-Man. It's right up your alley, Paul. All right. For the past 15 years, I have collected every new issue that has come out and gone hunting for every back issue that I could find slash afford. And he's run out of blood to sell to buy the comics? Right. Through the years, I have suffered through some really terrible storylines. Yes, uh, brand New Day, for example. Oh, for God's Paul says, yes, you fucking have. <laughs> no one can hear you right now. <laughs> and you're fucking but, right. But I have always pushed through, knowing something fun and enjoyable would be right around the corner. This new relaunch, though, I have found to be unenjoyable and a chore to read. I'm almost to the point of giving up on the series that I have loved and collected for years, so I want to know what your thoughts would be. Should I keep collecting just to keep my collection going, or should I remove this book from my subscription list and spend more time enjoying the other books I read? Thank you for your time and thoughts. Brandon. Personally, Brandon, I think they're hitting Spidey with a poison pen and have been for the last eight years because, like all their other properties, they're trying to finagle rights back, and so they're playing fast and loose with the canon and the fan base. They have no regard for the fan base and they're just trying to uh, shake it up enough that the proprietors will say, Oh, here you can have this back. Nobody wants Spider-Man, which is hard to do, but they're doing it. I haven't bought Spidey um, since issue 800. I and that bought, is your comp. I think I bought number one. It was. Yeah. Spider-Man was my book and brand new day was so bad. I mean, if you're doing it, if you've been at 15 years, you probably went through. His eyes are mm, closed. Well, maybe you did, really maybe bad. you went through the Clone Saga. I don't know. That was my first Waterloo, where I, they lost. That me. was in the <laughs> 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, they lost me at Clone Saga. I used to buy every Spidey book. I had all five for three years straight. It was crazy. Um, I'm still entrenched. I still have tons of Spider-Man, and he's still one of my faves, by all means. But uh, yeah, Brand New Day really lost me, and the new stuff didn't hook me i have probably 40 back issues that i haven't read just sitting there yeah probably mm. a good a good two years because they were doing like three issues a month there for a while and i just never got around to it because i didn't care like you know oh mj's jackpot fuck off who cares spider-man's not i don't fucking care i don't know drop it if it's a book that's not grabbing you, drop it. Get something else. There's so many other books to invest in. When it gets and good again, you will sure. know. Right. That's it. When Straczynski took over, I heard to the grapevine, hey, Spider-Man is right again. And I'm like, oh. And I started buying it. And I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. It's great again. And, and then uh, yeah, this is they pushed him out. This and, is among the reasons I don't generally read mainstream comics anymore by a, that's by a group because it just changes too much from creative group to creative group yeah. i like reading uh and the changes are fast and there there's and, if and, there's closure and a clear restart of a sort it doesn't have to be brand new day level restart but like what they did with the ff yeah I'm, and that kind of stuff you bring on a new creative team switch it up and they but make it a real clear here we go but often well, they have here i mean this is post secret war i'm reading it are you reading this by and i'm flagging does it suck? Uh, well, it's interesting, it like it does. but it's beginning to it's beginning to lose me. Yeah, because basically, in this one, post Secret Wars, Peter Parker is another Tony Stark. He has Parker Industries, 
and he's like a major yeah 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 he's a major he's a industrialist genius. he's making stuff for shield sure because that's that. that's at the core of the Spider-Man character man his is success <laughs> and the, right. the successes that he revels in right and yeah 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 right. that's what parker's that's peter and Parker. it was a little interesting at first but it's it's beginning to lose me too mm. man no 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 he's never even though he has that genius iq he's never called upon whenever their shit hits the fan it's Get Reed Richards on the phone. Get Tony Stark on the phone. Not get a hold of Peter fucking what, Parker. One of the beauties of that is when you think about it, when you look back, uh, Andy sort of crystallized this for me years ago when he was like, why the hell is he going to a wrestling competition when he's so smart he can, he can invent web fluid? And to me, that's sort of, when you look at it, you think about it, Peter Parker's the ultimate video game slacker. Mm-hmm. It's like he doesn't apply his genius Unless there's a very specific problem that he really needs to fix. Not only that. He'll fix that, and then he goes back to slacking. Yeah, not only that, he has just such a grand level of naivete, and he's just a, you know, a bumpkin. He lives at home with his aunt, for fuck's sake. He's a loser. (laughs) That's what... Do you think they are trying to evolve the character that he's now an older know. guy now and he's, I, yeah. he's been in he's college been around for, for decades now? Years. They're they're trying something, and <laughs> I, mean, I they think made him a teacher Paul Paul may be right too. They 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 could be doing such a radical transformation to make the screen Spidey kind of moot or kind of out of touch with the comics. Although I'm hearing a lot of people now, industry people are starting to comment that the comics don't matter shit. Because all the money's in the movies. Oh, I mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure. Um, but but they killed Fantastic Four to get the rights back. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, I think the short of it is yes, let it go. Yeah, let it go and yeah. invest in a new book. There's so many other good books out there. If you're not reading the Rick and Morty comic book, there you go. If you're collector, if you collect for the sake of having a complete collection, and you want to have those issues bagged and boarded, only for that reason, then go ahead and continue. But if you're doing it for story purposes, yeah. If the story is grabbing, you stop. Yeah. But also, from the completist and collector standpoint, it's a never-ending battle. Oh, sure, and sure. You know that. But also, if you feel that the comic is kind of flagging, you're probably not alone. And chances are very good you'll pay far less than cover price within a year. For yeah. that same issue. Not only that, you should be voting with your dollars. If you don't like yes. the storyline, yeah, don't add too. money to yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, I've bought 107 issues of Spawn for fuck's sake until I went, <laughs> no more! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> more! I finally learned my lesson. And I mean, with variant covers and all that baloney, mm. it, they're definitely trading on the whole, we want people to buy more than one issue. Yeah. I, I just, it's getting really hard to be a comic book collector when a single issue is $4, a good trade is. 16 fucking shit and you get was, way more in the trade jesus christ paul yeah. just this week i was going through that i was reading uh chris bacalo's is it bacalo bacalo i think bacalo bacalo's dr strange bacalo <laughs> dr strange that means hello now, this, is, this is dr strange and it's by one of the most surreal kind of weird imaginative artist and there was a part there was a part of me that's just like i'm liking this a lot but god damn this comic book habit week to week is expensive and i just don't know if i want to keep with this i've become very selective i subscribe to maybe four books now and uh 
Which ones? I just buy trades. I still get Star Trek stuff at Ralph's, which is a gamble. <laughs> sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not. Star Wars stuff is good so far. Uh, That's well, the money, I bought I the first issue of Vader, and I'm like, okay, I'll wait on the trade for this. And I got the trade, and it's quite good. But I'm not going to buy single issues all those. It doesn't make any financial sense. I know I've said this before, but I, I really think uh, the way that Phil and, Kaya, Phil and Kaya Folio are doing it, release the whole thing online and then sell the trades. It's a good idea. I, I just, I just, I'm, I, I'm more prone to read trades now. The way I read my comics is totally different. I don't get to read in bed like I used to. I'm still, that's why I'm still so backlogged. I haven't bought single issues in years. I've, yeah. I've just waited. I've, part of it is the way that my brain works. I cannot wait for the story to finish. Oh, I hear you, And man. it's like, okay, if I don't, start it until i know that i have the beginning middle and end yeah i'm more easily able to read it than to go okay i bought this month's issue now i gotta wait till next month's issue next month's issue oh and now they're on a hiatus for a while so Netflix i don't get to finish it broadcast I'm yeah the same way yeah that's and that's even that's with eight. even with my single issues i would binge like i remember i bought the entire run of salmon twitch mm. and then one night just sat down and like for eight hours <laughs> and that book non, is so good. Guy, what is a good. trade? What is that term? Trade. Comic trade, trade means uh, a collected volume. Trade paper thicker. Oh, okay. All right. A trade paperback. Yeah. So it's like the uh, four or five issues, four to six issues collected in one bound okay. volume. Yeah. Volume. Or if you're Dave Sim, thirty. Right. That's usually <laughs> a little bit. Well, yeah. Phone I, books. I just yeah. bought those phone books of the uh, Elf Quest. They're mm. awesome. But God, it's I can't even. I read. I like my books perched on my gut when I'm laying in bed. And that, <laughs> it's those pushing fucking things, in. Yeah, they're like. <laughs> Have you ever seen a picture of Wendy Peeney from the 70s yes. from the cons? A what? <laughs> Wendy, Wendy Peeney. That, when Wendy, you see it, when you see Wendy Peeney, that's Wendy Peeney will pick <laughs> her up. Hey, yo. Wendy Peeney go doing. Wendy Peeney is there. Oh, Wendy Peeney on the screen. You knew what you were doing, Andy. Don't even act. Don't even act surprised or shocked. I know. No, Wendy. Wendy and Richard Peeney are the writer and artist of Wendy Peeney and Dick Peeney. Can't forget Dick Peeney. Dick Peeney. Yeah. And back in the seventies, she used to do some Red Sonja cosplay. Oh, that funky peeny. A nice, nice, well-designed scale bikini. Put a picture of her up if we haven't already. Didn't we do that before? Do it again. (laughs) It's well worth it. Let's do it again. She looked good. (laughs) Going back to woman. She does it right. Healthy lady. Healthy lady. Mm. Peeny, peeny, peeny. She was going back to what you said, Paul. pioneer. Sorry. Going back to what you said, Paul, about getting more value in the trades than the single issues. Yeah. That's especially true when a piece of the storyline jumps into a different comic series uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and you've been buying that single issue, buying yeah. that single, buying that single issue. And then you're like, Oh, continued in this other single issue in this other series. Now I got to go find that one. It started in the eighties, didn't it? Yeah. Like, Man. Um, all the X books. Heavy with that. the nineties. I yeah. was listening to Rachel Miles. As some of the first of that crossover shit was X-Men. Yeah. Oh, yeah, massive. I, I'm going to put on the grandpa pants here because you kids just don't know. Here we go. <laughs> Seriously. I When I was collecting comics when I was 10 or so, you I, I got them at Sullivan's Pharmacy. The books Sullivan's Pharmacy? Bu- yeah. it, was, it was Sullivan's Pharmacy, but the P had fallen off years ago. Um, <laughs> Next to the soda shop. Is that the one that uh, Sebado used for the cover of their album? I don't know. I don't think so. 
One of the best Sta- Sebado albums. Stafford Springs, Connecticut. Um, I love Sebado. Lou Barlow. Anybody? No? no. Yes? Mm, Lou Barlow? No right idea. now you're sounding like song. Andy talking. Yeah, really. <laughs> one of the great songwriters <laughs> me, of our tell generation. Tell me about it, Grandpa. Get the <laughs> famous Paul Stroke wallet. Because <laughs> I got a mouthful of fucking donuts. Nobody heard of them? Lou Barlow of Sebado. Sebado. I'm going to relieve you of one of your donuts just to help you out there. Are those Star Wars characters? Anyways. Um, Lou Barlow, he runs the cantina on Mos Eisley. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, can I come in? I don't know. Can you duck? Why? Because my Barlow. Hey, yeah, Lou Barlow, coming to Lou Barlow. What, they were, Where's your they were in a rack. We didn't have a. We didn't have a comic insider trade. You know, trade magazine in here. So like when first. when Claremont would start off on a cold thing like uh, Days of Future Past, oh. I would go, "What the hell did I miss?" Yeah, yeah. Did I miss an issue? Is it in something else? Was yeah. there an annual I, I remember that. I did that, that that precise one. <laughs> yeah. Did you buy I, all your stuff off little spinner racks? I would. We didn't have a spinner rack. It was just, it was just flat racks. It was just like, like shelves. shelves. Yeah, like magazine racks. I was living overseas, so I haven't even seen Terminator or heard of it. And so I pick up that issue of X-Men, and I was just like, the fuck? How much yeah. did I miss? All right. Back in my day. But <laughs> if, if I'd had the money, I mean, you probably for 20 bucks a week, you could have bought the whole run of mo- less than that for the whole. You could have bought the whole <laughs> run of Marvel. Yeah. Good luck now. Yeah. They, uh, back before they realized what digital comics were going to be, Marvel mm. sold the rights to their comic book digitals. Oh, no. Fuck. Oh, there goes the soda. <laughs> and <laughs> you could buy oh, Paul soda the just came entire on run of Spider-Man on DVD. Right, digital comics, and you bought all of them for like thirty-five bucks. Right, nice. But they had an X-Men edition, but it was just Uncanny X-Men. So you would, when it came to crossover time in those digital comics, yeah. mm-hmm. you were just you just didn't get those stories. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so there was that. We did have the eerie and creepy black and white stuff that had the smutty stuff, so that was good. Always. Yeah. And uh, you brought up a Rick and Morty earlier. Did you see that Thursday? Uh, Adult Swim is dropping a Rick and Morty uh, app game based Poke on clone. Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. It's, what's it called? Uh, Pocket Mortys? Pocket Mortys, yeah. yeah. So look out for that on Thursday. Collect them all. And now. Uh, you got to catch them all, Morty. Got to catch them all. All the Mortys, Morty. <laughs> catch them all. Catch them all. That's exactly what it's going to sound like. Hurry up, Morty. Catch every one of them, Morty. <laughs> There's another Morty, Morty. Get it, Morty. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so, Rick. I'm not going to do it anymore. The Mortys deserve to be free. No, put them in balls, Morty. <laughs> put them in small balls. Close them up. I hate freedom. Put them in the left one. They don't know what to do with it. They're abusing their own bodies. <laughs> quick, quick. Put them in tiny balls. Close them up. I told you. Uh, never. <laughs> It's the first time the cough actually works in the character. Like a true artist, he folds it into his work. Let my Morty go. Dear the Paul Show. What are you doing? Uh Finally, people are figuring it out. Bah, fuck it. He's probably not there again. I'm going to watch that shit Star Wars prequel from ages ago that depressed me then. I might as well depress myself more. Kind regards, Gaming Mill. P.S. I read on Twitter 
<laughs> that Munster Turgid enjoys Just Cause 3 just like I do. But he has faults with it, which I agree with. I love the aesthetic of it, though, especially compared to the, the PC version of GTA 5. That said, the size of the place is massive and beautifully realized. Now, Paul Monkeys, discuss. Thank you, Gaming Mill. Nice. Duncan just put the patch on that uh, GTA 5 on his uh, PC. He bought, it on, he bought it over again on PC. My God, the textures on that stuff. You can see every little crack in the road. That's it's just, what PC's about. Wow, man. it's stunning. I mean, I'm playing Just Cause 3 on PS4, and it's beautiful, and the draw distances are amazing, something that we ridiculous. haven't had in consoles in ever. But I am not going to pretend that the PC version isn't that much more beautiful, because it is. But Just Cause 3 is a so, it's so much fun. It is a physics sandbox of destruction that just makes my heart go wee. But the thing that nearly destroys it is that its upgrade mechanism for your character is based on the mini games that are so terrible in open world games. Hmm. Like racing. Like racing planes through loops. Uh, oh, like oh, cool. shooting enough of a thing with the one gun that we gave you in enough time and you have to get out of five stars and once you get uh, eight stars total in this thing then you upgrade your gun ability Woo! and the, the what about boat dancing? racing Any thing dancing? is pretty awful no, no dancing but might as well be <laughs> it's I always avoid those things in open world games because they always suck nobody wants to race in a non-racing game that's probably why they did it they're like well how are we going to get people to use this aspect of the game? Or how oh, about, or we'll how make it about, integral to it. How about not putting it in there because that's what open games have to have for some reason. Yeah. They don't have to have it. Let's not put it in there. I, I'm guessing the people that enjoy it are a very, very small percentage. Collect hate- all the cars. No, I don't want to. Not in my destruction derby of a game. Where you don't need a car because you can fly around on your parachute and yeah. flight suit. Yeah, it's the same. Yeah. So, uh-huh. describe uh, the game because I don't think you've talked about this one. All right, Just, uh, Just Cause Three. Mm-hmm. You are a freedom fighter in a giant multi-island nation who is run by a dictator. It is up to you to destroy his bases and take away his uh, control over towns. You do it by destroying beautifully many, many destructible objects. That's basically it. Okay. And that's all it really needs to be, and that's where it excels. Where's when you're phys- doing that, that is a fun game. What is the physics engine part of it? The physics engine is exactly that. That's the thing that makes it blow up so well. Oh, okay. Yeah, when things get destroyed, they don't all fall apart the same way because the way that physics engine is built into the oh, game, okay. they destroy. They blow up in myriad of beautiful ways that are glorious to watch. Every I thought you had time. to construct some sort of Rube Goldberg machine to blow There's the stuff no up. construction. Gotcha. It's all okay. destruction, and it is a lot of fun. But if you want to upgrade your character, you then have to go do shitty, unfun things, and that is what nearly breaks that game. But Just that like is life. life. It yeah. is life, but I don't need Gross. that in my goddamn game. <laughs> <laughs> That's a similar kind of thing with... Um, Saints Row 4. Yeah. Similar kind of thing. And then, like, within two or three level ups, you're like, 
I'd never really need to level up again if I don't have to. But even those were that much better. Yeah, they're crea- they're much more creative. They were more creative. I really enjoyed that game. I need yeah. to beat that game. Yeah, I get enjoy that game thoroughly, and that didn't break it for me. But in this one, there's nothing new that this brings. And some of them are so frustrating no. that I can't even get a single star, so uh, I can't upgrade that area. That's sad to hear. So... That boat racing segment that you were doing was looking pretty frustrating. Well, it's it's boat not racing. it's not fun. It's a game with a part that's not fun that you have to do. Here's an example of the boat race that I watched him do the other day. So <laughs> it's, it's like you've got to you've like got to you've got to drive the boat through these <laughs> rings, and some of the rings are right next to rocks and sandbars. So if you're slightly off on your angle going through that thing you get caught on the the rock or the sandbar and it drops your time down and then as your time winds down you don't get the right number of gears or whatever the hell it is to upgrade and the races of the cars are on these like treacherous paths so if you fall across them and and go off the edge off the rails you're then off the map and you cannot finish that race you've wasted your time you can start over again if you'd like of course and go through those load screens again of course, but ugh. but other than that, Just Cause 3 is great. Stop breaking your own games, people. And that's it for emails. All right. That is it. Those are good ones. Thanks for the emails, guys. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, gentlemen, I open the floor. What geeky things you do this week? Nothing. Go for it, guys. I, wow. I watched, uh, I've been like very light geek. I've been watching a thing called the Murdoch Mysteries. The Murdoch Mysteries. Yeah, it's it's you know police procedural, but it takes place in Toronto in the turn of the century. I'm pretty sure I know who did it, but I ain't gonna point any fingers. But pretty soon <laughs> it's gonna come down to one subject, just one suspect, and that's what it's gonna be. I'm gonna point right to him, and I'm gonna play it out there. He's crazy, Hannibal. He's crazy. <laughs> ain't no mystery to it. It's Murdoch. Murdoch did it. He got me on a plane, Hannibal. He drugged me. He put something in my soup. I'm out of, out, of, out of commission. Oh, come on, big guy. Calm down. Get away from me, you crazy fool. I don't care that you got only kind of blood that we can share. I don't like that we're blood brothers. I'm tired of it. Murdoch mystery is the mystery. Why I ain't killed you, fool? That's a mystery to me. How you still breathing? That's a mystery. Murdoch mystery is why you ain't dead. Great mystery is why somebody had kicked your ass all the way to Sunday, fool. So, Clubber Lang. <laughs> <laughs> And it's weird. Aren't, isn't there a Mr. T mysteries out there? No, there's yeah. a. Uh, there's the Mike Tyson mystery. Mike Tyson. Mr. Oh, you're, no, I think Mr. T had a Saturday morning cartoon. He has a Saturday, Saturday morning, morning cartoon. cartoon. With Mr. T and the. Uh, the was it just called Mr. T? The, the Mr. T and the something team. The uh-huh. team. Uh-huh. They're all gymnasts. The T team, I think. The one little white kid, the one little punk uh, uh, ginger who's like, I'm going to be Mr. T! It's awful. Yeah, that's right. It's wow. so oddly racist. <laughs> <laughs> and weird. You know, on uh, what are New they Year's, called? the athletics, the jump team. Oh, I'll find out in a second. Y'all gymnasts. But I remember before that. Get on, cartoon, get on the bus, gymnasts. Before that cartoon came out, he <laughs> like he did this like... whole self-help series: <laughs> be somebody or be somebody's fool. Uh huh. That, that you could get like the videotape or the book version of the video. I had the book, and yeah, <laughs> terrific. Well, first page is you bought a book. You're a fool. <laughs> What are you doing reading? Get a videotape. I think it probably worked. I don't think Todd has been anyone's fool. (laughs) Oh, I don't know. (laughs) I I think I have evidence. George R. R. Martin. (laughs) 
Well, he's got a comic <laughs> called Mr. T and the T-Force. Yeah, that's it. The T-Force. I don't think that was, the, that was the, uh, the cartoon. No. There was though. something, the team. The T-Team? The, the I hope team. it was the T-Team. The T-Team gymnasts? You got a stutter? They're called the T-Team gymnasts. Get on the bus, gymnasts. Hey, everybody. We're going to the gym competition. I hope there's not a bunch of crazy shit goes down, but it will be because that's how the show goes. Oh, no. There's a crime. We got to figure it out. What happened to the crime? Who did it? I don't know. Murdoch. Ain't no mystery. All right. Bonus round. Uh-oh. Mr. T doing Porky Pig. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's all, fool. <laughs> yes. Oh. For the win. Dance, monkey, dance. <laughs> I went and saw the Blade Runner re-release. Okay. Nice. That was... Uh, it's wild. Still rapey. <laughs> Still rapey. Still, Still yeah. rapey after all these Tell years. me to kiss you. And then she's like, put your hands on me. And then there's then there's a wind of pennies coming up. Um, it's great on screen. It is great on the big screen. Uh, I'd forgotten how cool it was to watch. And yeah, I really enjoyed the hell out of that. It was the final cut. God damn it. Oh, no. I've I've already played it in the opening. You don't you don't have to play it here. This, this is there's a gymnast, there's another gymnast. They jump, they make the landing, they stuck it. Not there, fools. Gymnast. Mr. Jeff, G got gymnast. Woody, Robin, and Kim. Were there's the Woody. There's a little little kid who wants to be like me. The dog has a mohawk, y'all. Dog has a fucking mohawk. I got a van. Welcome back to big, Paul reads the internet. It's a big yep. WV. <laughs> Oh, a big log just hit a boat. Fucked us up. Alligator Thank God he's, uh, he's, he's describing this right for our blind listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I grabbed that alligator by the tail. I swung him in the air. I threw him. Somebody, my gymnast jumped from a, from a uh, lamp. And here I am walking down the street. I ain't to be messed with, fool. I hug my, my kids because I love them. <laughs> so inevitably when Paul gets arrested for something and has to do community service, I think his community service should be reading books out loud <laughs> as Mr. T. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But it was but, the worst times. It was the best times. But you describing <laughs> that makes me wonder that Rambo the cartoon and Mr. T the cartoon should have gotten together. Oh, man. Oh, the crossover. so much of that Rambo cartoon. That's my new false sleep That's music. your false sleep? Oh, it's, it's so, so good. It's so terrible. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. So there's this segment where Rambo comes up to this gate. That's supposedly run by the U.S. government. Mm-hmm. His partner, um, the black guy who is a super inventor. What's his name? <laughs> I think his name is Turbo. Okay. Or something like Turbo that. Team? Yeah, right? <laughs> He's already in a plane getting ready to take off and go do this mission. Rambo shows up in his six-wheeled crazy vehicle and is like, Hey, I need to get through the gate. <laughs> and it's Peter Cullen playing the guard. He's like, Boss is out. He's on lunch. He won't be back for a while. I can't let you in. <laughs> and Brambo's like, I got to get through. I'm sorry. He won't be back for a while, and I can't let anyone through without his permission. You'll have to wait. And Rambo's like, so much gravitas. I got to make some time. So he drives down the, the gate or drives down the fence a little ways and then just boom right into the fence. And the crash of the fence, he's heading, and he's heading for the airport. The crash, the guard goes, oh, shit, and looks out. And sure enough, 
Rambo is driving on the tarmac towards the plane that his friend is already taxiing off. They're in such a fucking hurry to go on this mission. He jumps off of his vehicle onto the plane with the whole, I'm sorry, I got a plane to catch. (laughs) His friend takes off. Is in the air. He climbs onto the side of the plane. That's where Tom Cruise gets his ideas. Opens a secret compartment. Oh. And crawls into the plane. Good thing they built that. And then just slides it back closed like... like You'd be surprised how often this happens. Well, at least he didn't pressurize it early. And it's just like, oh, it was the weirdest thing. It's like, who would ever start a mission like that? The fence is not doing its job either. But it's but that's what's so amazing, <laughs> right? The fence didn't do its job. Well, but I know so one amazing person that would, uh, Matrix is that in Commando. Every fucking minute of that show, it's like, hey, you got a mission to go on. Action! Not a fucking minute to breathe. <laughs> oh fuck! Will I be able to get on the plane that my friend is flying? <laughs> I mean, just that. Everything is a challenge. <laughs> Everything is a challenge. That's, everything's against Rambo, man. It's amazing. And then later you find out, of course, that that guard was actually working for General Warhol. Of course. Yep. A little bit of double agent action. Mm. <laughs> Should have seen it coming. But goddamn, that show was just action wall to wall. Everybody, get on YouTube. Watch the shit out of it. It'll blow your fucking mind the bullshit that happens in that show. <laughs> or- it's, and he's, he's almost always shirtless. Almost always shirtless. And no matter what the situation, and he is looked upon like a god. People revere Rambo like Jesus. Well, they kind of did back very then. Very much in a general. Christ figure. It's amazing. Oh, oh, that fucking show. Weren't the toys like ridiculous too? The toys. I'm gonna tell fun you. Fun fact. I'm, are shitty. Wait, how does Paul know something about the toys? Because <laughs> fucker, they were I actually the <laughs> they were actually repaints of the. Masters of the Universe, New Adventures of He-Man figures that didn't sell for shit. Wow. So they use those same models. So if you look at Rambo and many of the other figures in that Rambo line, they share the pants, boots, and arms of most of the Masters of the Universe uh, New Adventures collection. Hmm. Now, speaking of shitty Rambo toys, do you remember the Nintendo game, the original Nintendo Rambo game? Do you remember how dumb, idiotic... That Rambo looked in that game. Puffy face, weird chin, bigger than normal eyes with a really dumb expression. His little thing was weird. That, I can't remember the toy company, but the one that keeps... NECA, right? I think it is NECA. The one that's releasing video game versions of action figures. They've done a lot of horror ones. They're doing that Rambo one? They released a Rambo one. I saw it. I got excited. You thought it was going to be that dumb. And I thought it was going to be that dumb face, but I looked inside. No, they made it look all good and just painted it weird. Yeah. Mm. yeah. If they would have made it like that, I would have bought it in an instant. That one? I think so. Rambo Force of Freedom. Rambo yeah. Force of Freedom. That looks pretty new. <laughs> look up the Force of Freedom figures. There, there you go one. ahead. You go ahead. What else did you do this week, gentlemen? I played. Um, WWE All-Stars on my 360 and got into that game for several hours and really lost myself. It was a lot of fun. Nice. It's great. Downloaded you a bunch lose of yourself shit. in that. Yep. Yep. It's, uh, it's real just dumb, fun, but 
I've been on a wrestling kick again. I've been watching um, the uh, Survivor Series on DVD and just oh, so good. I'm right there at 89, <laughs> 90. 89 and 90. It's just everybody that I ever loved or gave two shits about is there doing crazy shit. And it's just oh, so good. Big Boss Man. Back to that time. Oh, mm. Akeem, the African man. Dream. Yeah. The craziest shit. The the thing I just watched had the whole soap opera of Jake the Snake putting the snake on Macho Man Savage <gasps> and Elizabeth losing her mind as it bit him. Oh, mm. drama! <laughs> and I just watched spoiler. Uh-oh. I just watched Hulk Hogan get defeated by the Undertaker for the first time to take the title. <sighs> no, yeah, man, the mm. building of a legend, Undertaker, man, the phenom. Fuck. Speaking of Hulk Hogan, did you see the videos for the uh, the Fallout Four mods with uh, Randy you, Macho Man? Yes. Macho Man is the Death Claw, uh-huh. and, and Hulk There's, Hogan is the. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! It's time to go time. It's that <laughs> that one guy. You always make sure it's like one of the first mods is a Randy yeah. Macho Man Savage yeah. mod for a Bethesda game. You every time you can't go wrong it's great and the thing is downloaded like crazy because yeah. it is great it's so dumb the one scene that was cracking me up was like there were like five death claws and each one of them had different hats and different <laughs> like uh shorts yeah, on and, this, and, and, this, and they uh, were all spouting different lines from this, run, i'm the cream of the, the same crop line. yeah i'm the cream the cream of the crop yeah he's hogan hogan he's too much uh he in the in the interview he does with Mean Gene, yeah. He's wearing this green hat with this has to be fourteen inch feather just sticking straight up. Amazing. And Gene's like, "What fuck. the hell are you talking about?" He did not give a fuck. I know. I loved it. True peacocking with his outfits. Amazing. Literal peacocking. Yeah. Yeah. So the best mic skills. One of the best mic skills. Oh, the guy could deliver an interview like no other. Everyone's like, ooh, The Rock? Nah, Macho Man before. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. No, those old guys. Macho, uh, Roddy Piper. Come on. I hate it when Paul and Bonzo start talking wrestling. <laughs> wow! Yeah, Bonzo <laughs> isn't even here. Stop uh, wasting water! That's, that's a moment when you want to shut, shout, you know, you both need to shut your ignorant face! <laughs> <laughs> but funny... I'm talking about Hogan. I'm so done with him that when there was a fight in the game between Hogan and oh, Cena, wow. there's a fight between Hogan and Cena to prove who's the biggest superstar of all time. And I'm like, I'm going to play Cena. And I did. I beat Hogan's ass. You actually played Cena? I'm really coming over to him now. Are you now? After no. see- dude, after seeing him in Sisters, I heard he had a really good turn in Trainwreck. I haven't seen that yet. Mm-hmm. But after seeing him in Sisters... He's really good in Sisters. Okay. And I'm like... I've heard he's good in Trainwreck. Which I, sister so, does he play? Your mom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Seen a dirty cunt? All right. Uh, oh! oh! He, uh... <laughs> yeah, write that one down. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, and his name is Cena Dirty Champ. He plays what's the fucking name of his character in that? It's some crazy name, and he's a drug dealer. He's good, he's good, he's fucking good, he's really funny. So, I he has a 
really great sense of humor about himself. And at this point, WWE has nothing else. He's it. It's really gross. They've murdered everybody else. Everybody else is injured or mentally handicapped. Oh, wow. It's and, so and bad. Any of the stars More they did so have than normal? up and coming. Yeah. They just fed to Cena. Huh? Any stars they did have up and coming, they just any fed Any stars they fed to Cena for a they long time. Cena, yeah. But there weren't that... They weren't anybody that you really gave two shits about. Uh, they they did okay with Certainly Kevin Owens. Out. Kevin Owens in the, from the NXT. Oh, boy. Well, I don't know. It's like the Statler Waldorf that you can't understand. I'm trying to think since the last episode that I was on what geeky things I've done other than you and I saw Hateful Eight, Torgo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to say, I think that's my favorite Tarantino film since Reservoir Dogs. Now that has taken over the number one spot. Ooh. Wow, it's Any, great. Or, well, I should say it's technically the number Ennio, two. It's a great eight. Ennio Morricone won a Golden Globe for score. Nice, for that good. Movie. We're talking um, about Rambo, Rocky, uh, Sly Stallone won a Golden Globe for best supporting actor. Harry's great. I also see. I started Jessica Jones yesterday. Oh, good. About Um, time. About three episodes in on that. I also watched uh, the Shatner documentary Chaos on the Bridge. Yep, that was a lot of fun. Pretty good. Yeah, I watched that too. It's pretty good. Uh, It just it's interesting knowing the people that I know in the Trek circles and having listened to a lot of the stories. How much of it is teetering on the brink of fact versus fiction so it, i i should say it's 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 a a specific perspective on what went on with next generation i say that show gets huge props for style oh yeah because it is filled with these beautifully done animated vignettes to, right. sh- to recreate what yeah. quote unquote happened and so entertaining through and through because of that mm-hmm but uh, but yeah, it was it was a very fun documentary. Not very long too. I think it was like fifty five minutes long, something like no, that. No, no, no. Yeah, it's not a big one. It's not very long. So if you've got an hour to kill, it's a good, uh, fun little documentary. Um, it Shatner doesn't really seem to take a stance on either side. Whether you know, it's seems like he doesn't care in the in that documentary. I, yeah, it's it's, it's about TNG. He yeah. doesn't care. <laughs> what's What's interesting is that. Without divulging names and stuff, it is spoilers. Definitely a writer's perspective of what went on. the The documentary is based on the the perspective of the the writers that were hired, yeah. Versus like almost everyone else in the production side of what went on during that first couple of seasons of Next Gen. So, but yeah, take it for what you will. It's fun. Uh, there are some facts in there that are indisputable, and then the rest is definitely perspective. So, you know, just just remember that as you watch it. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. I recommend remember. watching. I've gotten back into playing Terraria in a big way. Um, that game continuously surprises me. If you don't know what Terraria is, it is two D Minecraft. Is that's it? Building a spaceship. Uh, no, that one is Starbound. Okay, I've, I think, seen, I've uh, seen that one. Which is Space Terraria, okay. for the most part. But I've, I've reacquainted myself. I got on sale on Xbox One, so I've been playing it on the PC all this time. Now I'm playing it on the console. It works. It took some finagling to figure out how to work a console versus mouse and keyboard, but 
that game is surprisingly deep and I just keep discovering more and more things and the game just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And I even on the PC, I never realized, I, I guess they've just added so much to it now. Hmm. And now they're working on new Terraria games, but there's still a very dedicated group of writers working on that game. So, so if you see me on the Xbox One, I always play an internet on game. So feel free to jump in because... Wait, you play internet? What's your name on her? Uh, Master Torgo. Of course it is. Yeah. Got to double check. What else is it going to be? Had to double check. You have to. You do. Hey, now you mentioned games. You know, we we, uh, we did get to play Codename. We did and get I, to play I described Codename. it so well. <laughs> you, you described it. <laughs> yeah. As I said to you guys off camera... <laughs> Uh, it was it was terrible. I just, it was an out of body experience. I could just watch myself babbling and not stop myself. It was sad. You are our Brooks, sir. Yeah, but that you're right. That game is great. I'm, I'm glad yeah. you you brought yeah. it up. I'm glad we played it. We played a lot of it. Yeah, yes, we, we did. did. It's it's that great a game. It's that cool. It, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a it's a lot of fun and a great mental exercise. Just. Mm-hmm. I, I oh, it's it. positively mental. Positively. <laughs> yeah, is it the crowning moment for me? Was when Major Meh, our Lewis, uh, he was the code maker, and he looked over, and it was Torgo, Maple Leaf, and I as our team. Now, let me and, lay it out real quick. It is a five-by-five five group of cards, yep. one, one word in each card, and he has to say one word that links multiple cards together right. to get you to guess which ones right. he wants you to say. And uh, he, looks, he looks at me. And where we're down, we're we're not quite lo- we're losing, but not by much. And he looks at me and he goes, "Pip it." And I'm in confusion. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I was like, "The Hobbit." What? <laughs> and I'm Pip instantly like, "Oh, dog and shark," which were two of the cards that were on there. Right, those were two of the words. Nailed it. Because Pip it was the dog in Jaws. Best clue I've ever eaten. heard. It was a great moment. As opposed to where I said country and somebody said kiwi. <laughs> it was the killer card. There's one word in the grid that kills it instantly if you guess that word. Yeah. You never want anybody to say that word and somebody oh did. My God. We, actually, we actually country. had Andy go, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> How'd you get kiwi? <laughs> South oh, Africa, wow. guys. South Africa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anything Af- else, gentlemen? In that case, I think it's it. News you don't give a shit about. Hooray. Hey. That was much rejoicing. House for sale. Old man included. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? The Playboy Mansion is being put up for sale by Playboy Enterprises for $200 million. But any buyer will have to allow the mansion's resident 89-year-old Hugh Hefner to continue renting the house until his death. So if you buy the house, it comes with Hefner. <laughs> Can you do it rent to own? Wait, wait, wait a second. I saw that story on Not the Onion or whatever. Um, <laughs> no, this this is, yeah. I, I pulled this one off of uh, CNBC, I believe. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's, okay. it's, it's, not, it's not a goof. It is a real well, thing. Well, they stopped publishing nude pictures. Yes. They're Dunskis. Dunskis. They they think they have it on brand alone now. That's that's their idea. That the Playboy is a brand name. People want to own things with Playboy on it. Nobody. They really bought into that. We only read the articles, huh? Nobody Jesus. under forty eight gives a fuck about the Playboy brand. Ooh, I'm just me. wow. 
<laughs> you care deeply about it, right? You do think that... <laughs> and he's so conflicted. Uh, that seven years from now, that the hipsters will gone. grab it? No. no. Gone. No. Gone. Dead. <laughs> Dead. What does it stand for? Misogyny. Yeah. Um, no. Playboy was... Revolutionary at the time. Yeah, at the time. And now, but by now, today's now, standards... Now it's, now it's a... Uh, it's apocryphal. Now it's a, uh, now it's, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it's, yeah, it's a You're throwback. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. It's a, it's uh, anachronistic. Anachronistic is the word I was looking for. I know Thank it was. You. Yeah. <laughs> what's once in a while, I can pull, once in a while, wow, I can pull one out. they just got a point in code names. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, you know, I mean, a lot of us, we got in, we, we got exposed to Playboy early on and you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. exposed. Well, what's fascinating is it was, you know, its popularity was taken over by magazines like Maxim, where, you know, that's just girls in bikinis as opposed to... Well, here's the thing is, like, Maxim... Maxim's PG-13, and anybody can buy it. It's not hiding behind a shelf. Yeah. Which is part of it. I should should really check myself, because, honestly, Playboy was an outlet for a lot of really important writing. Yep. Sure. And very important... Self-discovery. Uh, well, self-discovery, of course. <laughs> Wiener touching. Um, Wendy Peeney. But, uh, yeah, Wendy Peeney. Um, but also interviews. Oh, yeah. There's a huge really Morty? collection. Really, Oh, So many of the stars of the day. A lot of, lot of stories. You want to really hear what they had to say? Uh, no punches pulled on... <laughs> <laughs> no punches pulled on a Playboy interview. You can get away with it. anything. You can say anything you wanted to. Nobody would call you on it. Nowadays, you PC police come out. Woo, woo, woo. You're done. Go to jail. Go directly to jail. Do not pass go. Do not. Uh, look at the boobs. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Great interviews. Great stories. Great fiction. And so really good right. photo shoots. But, but, I do, but I do feel like what has the brand meant in the last eight years? Right. Right. I'd, I'd even go so far as to say the last ten years. It's, it's you'd go really that far. <laughs> you'd go two more years. Eleven. I'm Wait, going I eleven. Can, twelve. Do 12. I hear twelve? Do I hear twelve? Can I get a thirteen? <laughs> Andy steps in thirty. Oh, oh. <laughs> ten or fifteen. Years. No geek. No. Really, Andy? Thirty? Yeah, thirty. I can name them. No geek out here. Okay. No geek out here. No geek out zone right here. I should probably explain that for the poor listeners. The listing for the 22,000-square-foot Gothic Tudor mansion comes amidst continued overhaul of the Playboy Enterprises as it seeks to shift from a racy magazine publisher to a global licensing company. Uh, Hefner bought the mansion in 1971 for a record at the time, $1.05 million. The press release for the listing touts the added benefits that the Playboy mansion, quote, is one of the select few residences in L.A. with a zoo license, unquote. So a zoo, you can have a zoo. <laughs> yeah. And Crazy. if you're bored, you can wow. run a blacklight over every surface in the place. <laughs> Not recommend. <laughs> News you don't give a shit about. A blacklight zoo. A blacklight zoo? Black zoo. <laughs> There's your band name. There's your band yeah, name, Absolutely Andy. band name. If you, had, if you had everything in blacklight, yeah. you watch the monkeys throwing their... Glowing shit. Nah. Got to <laughs> feed them radium for that. It's worth them, it. Feed them something. Well, not radium. Just feed them white things. 
This is Playboy Mansion we're talking about. <laughs> oh. <laughs> While a bulk of people have said that George Lucas's retreat from Star Wars franchise has been a good thing, there is currently a small minority that wants him back. Uh, 20,000... That small minority is named George Lucas. (laughs) (laughs) As of uh, the time I wrote this, uh, 20,585 signatures have gathered under a petition to bring the Star Wars creator back into development of the movies. More specifically, they want him to direct episode 9. Here is what it says on the uh, petition. George Lucas is Star Wars. Period. If Lucas doesn't want to direct, that's okay. But please use his ideas and stories. Star Wars is a complex story with complex characters. Wrong. The new movie has no direction, no plot, no story, and they've turned Han and Luke into irresponsible men who run from problems. It's disappointing what they've done to this franchise and disrespectful what they've done to the integrity of the characters. I'm signing this petition because we need good storytelling in movies nowadays and not just a lot of flashy camera angles and explosion like what J.J. Abrams or Disney would make, unquote. Have they not yeah, seen the first do. Star Wars? <laughs> I mean, episode one, the first Star Wars? No, or the I'm talking about the first Star Wars. Sure. Star Wars is all if about deadbeat dads yeah. and poor parenting all around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and But Lucas would certainly, that's what he said it was. It is a, it, Star Wars is a family soap opera, not about spaceships, paraphrasing. Uh-huh. Hmm. So that's 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 what, <laughs> yeah, what they, that's three what they fucking want. movies, yeah, three fucking billion dollar chances. And he shit the bed so hard. Well, you know he what in the <laughs> in the <laughs> I was just saying no no I I, no, I, I agree with you no I agree with you and the problem was he got so into himself on those new three films and he hired yes men yes. That would not say, "Hey, George, maybe this wouldn't work." Oh, like oh, on the oh, first, Jar Jar's a key. On his first three films, he had his uh, Chlorian. Let's that do is it. a quote. His wife at the time, who was uh, an editor on the you know the first two films, if I'm not mistaken, and a yeah, little bit on the third. There's stories of and, of them staying up late at night, yeah. editing Empire while George slept to get it done right. Yeah. Because if and, he'd come in the room, he'd fuck everything up. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, she was one of the few that he would listen to. And he, she said, "George, that's not going to work." Yeah, don't forget, People he did not direct that. Empire. He did not direct Jedi. No. Mm-hmm. So. But you know, he, he had a group of people surrounding him for the original trilogy that would praise him for when he had an idea that would work, and say, "Hey, maybe if we reworked it a little bit, this would work better." He had that support staff in the. New trilogy. He had a bunch of people, especially Rick McCollum. Good God. Yeah, he's a turd. Well, it's, if you it's watch the same any interviews with, with him, he's like, oh. It's the same like, thing oh, with all art. Yeah. It doesn't do well under idyllic conditions, unfortunately. Yeah. It's a shame. But the best stuff is produced when there is a struggle, there is a need, there is an urgency, there is a desire. And he could have given no shits whether or not those movies even got made. And he was just... 
uh, and the whole thing that uh, Plinkett talks about over and over again is like, all he wants to do is direct where he can sit in a chair and drink coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Main thing is, can he sit in a chair and drink coffee yeah. while? He oh, makes another a cup movie. of coffee. Oh, he's drinking coffee and he's sitting in a chair. <laughs> he's very comfortable. These movies are going to be really exciting. <laughs> if you, if your yeah. whole movie is sitting down drinking coffee, well, that kind of the whole movie you feel is. it right yeah. you're like oh this is mocha frappuccino <laughs> i seem to remember there was like a behind the scenes thing with uh him directing uh what's her name uh natalie portman, natalie portman and, and it's it's all green screen mm-hmm. and like even the piece of the set that she's running on is green <laughs> yeah and and she he's like do this and she's, and he's like she's like george what do you tell me what you want me to do and it was just one of those moments is like, okay, that's your, that's where your, a lot of your problem lies. If the director doesn't have a clear idea of what he well, wants yeah. you to do and, and he's, he's making up it as you go. And he's so bad with actors because he's, yeah, nervous, much he's a obvious. nervous little 16-year-old who didn't get enough pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm speaking from experience. No, you don't give a shit about. They ain't get enough pussy. <laughs> Speaking for experience. <laughs> we, we read between the lines. It's okay. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> Sony Computer Entertainment America tried to trademark Let's Play, a phrase coined by the gaming community to describe videos posted on YouTube and streamed on Twitch of people playing their favorite games a long time Sony, before Sony me hate you. even knew what the term meant. God damn it, Sony. News comes from Destructoid, who uncovered an October 2015 application to the United States Patents and Trademark Office. Uh, the office has rejected Sony's trademark application. Yay! This is a very good thing, considering that Sony would have used the trademark to stop people from making videos on other platforms. Assholes. Mm. So, fuck you, Sony, for even trying such a bullshit. It's awful. Fuck you, Sony's lawyers. It's, it goes higher than that. Yeah, you know sure. It. Yeah. They're all lawyers. It all comes down as like, hey, uh, how can we, hey, lawyers, how can we stop people from doing this thing that we don't want them to do? It, it's not that. It's and like, then, how can we control it? How can we yeah. make it ours? Mm-hmm. It's like, how can we make more money off of this thing? Right. How can we monetize this? This thing that we didn't come up with. Right. Weekend Geek! Yay! Weekend Geek is what you seek. Be a freak. Stick it in your beak. It's pretty sleek. It'll make make it tweak. Sounds kind of weak. Pinch some between your gum and cheek. (laughs) It is on fleek. Marvel officially confirmed that Creed and Fruitvale Station director Ryan Coogler will... Fruitvale? Fruitvale Station. Fruitvale Station. Fruitvale Station. That was Ryan Coogler's first movie. What's Fruitvale Station? I didn't see it. What's it about? Did you hear what I said? He didn't see it. Fruitvale Station? Carry on. 80s is looking up. Here we go. He did Creed, so he's good. Sounds like Dumbo Circus. Ryan Coogler will direct Black Panther. Ooh! Yeah! Yeah! This announcement has been expected. I better for be weeks. in that movie. Oh I better be in it. I'm gonna come over. I'll be the king of Wakanda. In my vibranium, right in your cranium. Uh, what? Yeah, I pity the fool that don't uh, use vibranium in the cranium. Vibranium chains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all my vibranium chains. My vibranium. Vibranium. Chain. Chain. Vibranium. Stroke. Stroke wallet. Ah! Andy, help him. 
Here, take this Dick Chanium. Dick Chanium. <laughs> oh, we don't need any of that shit here, Wakanda. It's garbage. Get it out of here. Fruitvale Station is a biographical drama written and directed by Ryan Coogler. The events leading to the death of Oscar Grant, a young man who was killed in 2009, by Bay Area Rapid Transit police officer... Johannes oh, Mersel at the Fruitvale Area story. Rapid Transit Station in Oakland, California. All right. That's all I have. That's all we need. That's all we need. So since he's Thank directing you. Black Panther, he will not have time to direct the sequel to Creed. No! Which MGM is trying to get into theaters on November of 2017. Uh, Chadwick Boseman will play Black Panther. The character will make his debut in Captain America's Civil War before moving into his solo film. Is it true they're calling the sequel Creedier? I, I, yes, and it's starring Scott Stapp. <laughs> <laughs> Can you make me creedier? Oh, God. <laughs> I'm the guy's kid from the other movie. Remember when Rocky and my dad had a big old fight, and then the Russian man killed my dad. I was there at that match, and I saw my dad die. But you didn't see it in the first movie, but they put me in there in CGI. (laughs) (laughs) Can you make me creedier? (laughs) (laughs) Will the sequel make more money? (laughs) Can you make me creedier? Yes, sure. <laughs> you know what I like? Will Stallone still get top billing over me? <laughs> what I really like is how he sits there in the chair, and his head is leaning to one side, and his eyes are closed. He looks like the the, well, the he's, family, he's Scott the old uncle who's just just occasion is just sitting there in his blanket by the fire, and then suddenly he'll just start with a line of comedy. God damn, you, <laughs> you know, are reading my mind. <laughs> the whole you family just quiets future. down and just watches him. You little fucks don't know from yes and. <laughs> True, you're seeing my future right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, what I wouldn't give for a <laughs> fucking blanket and a fire right now. Oh, I'd, you'd be cleaning piss out of this chair. I no, would I wouldn't. not fucking move. <laughs> I would oh, just Jeff, let... Uncle Paul shit welded to the chair again. <laughs> oh, I just let it loose. <laughs> let it flow. Oh. It's from Frozen, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. yeah. Let it flow. Let it flow. Well, that's, you remember that. that uh, Scully sent that link. Oh, that little girl singing yes. the "Let It Let Me Poop." Let me poop. Yeah, mm. so would have be. It's my kid, basically. It's <laughs> fucking creepy. <laughs> let me poop. Let me poop. It's my, really funny. My, when that wouldn't know, but my when that uh, movie was <laughs> out, my daughter choke wallet. So slow down. Use your words. Oh no. He's a lizard man. <laughs> they live. <laughs> no, it'd be more like V. Yeah. No, when uh, that movie came out, my daughter was walking behind people in the cleaning school and going, would you help me hide a body? <laughs> Winning. Yeah. <laughs> the Doctor Who spinoff titled Class is coming to BBC America. 
Young adult novelist Patrick Ness, the writer behind A Monster Calls, has been tapped to write the upcoming eight-episode series that will be set in Cole High School, where the 12th Doctor's former companion, Clara Oswald, used to teach. The spinoff set is... Spinoff is set to air sometime in the fall of 2016. It's being filmed in Cardiff. Will be executive produced by Doctor Who showrunner Stephen Moffat and Brian Minchin. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. I'm not that far into Who. Well, I mean, yeah, they, they. I can tell you they they had a few episodes where they're at the school and you met some of the kids, but I. There's your new show. I yep. didn't really think it was that important. Who to green the, light? The story going forward. If it's done well. If it's <laughs> who, done well. Who babies? Who babies? Who babies? Fox has nabbed the rights to New York Times bestseller. Done. You don't even need to go any further. <laughs> but if it's done well, bestseller Fox does. Joe mind. Hill's right. upcoming novel, The Fireman, and it's gotten Louis Leterrier, who did uh, uh, The Incredible Hulk, Clash of the Titans, and Now You See Me on board to direct. The book only... Uh, is going to be published on May 17th. It's about a worldwide pandemic of spontaneous combustion is setting the world ablaze by reducing people to a pile of smoldering ashes unless it can be stopped by an unlikely group of heroes led by a mysterious man named the Fireman. It all starts when a beautiful black and gold mark appears on your body. It's actually highly contagious spore. The doctor's called Draco Incendia Trichophyton, a.k.a. Dragon Scale, that causes the host to go up in smoke. There are millions infect- infected, and among them is a pregnant nurse who treated a lot of poor souls before they burst into flames. Since she knows infected mothers give birth to healthy babies, she's in a race against the clock. Uh, the past two years have been great for Hill. Horns was turned into a 2014 movie starring Daniel Radcliffe, and AMC is now develop- developing Nosferatu, a uh, supernatural horror TV show based on the best-selling novel. Harp Shaped Box is being redeveloped at Warner Brothers. And his supernatural comic book series, Lock and Key, is being eyed again as a TV series. Hmm. He also wrote and executive produced a reboot of the 1980s fantasy horror thriller anthology series, Tales from the Dark Side for the CW. I'm a big joke. So is it a movie or a TV series? This is a movie. All right. Well, movie might be successful. If it was on Fox television, done. Well, of I course, would look forward would to its cancellation like... mid-season. Yeah, they, they would air it out of order and uh, air like six episodes ago. Why isn't this popular? Nix and, it. And by looking forward, I don't mean wishing it ill because Joe Hill's cool. No, yeah. I exactly. wish his stuff success. I, I, I should say I would anticipate. Mm. And I know we lost a, a huge icon this week in David Bowie. Yeah. But yeah. someone even a little closer to my heart, Angus Scrim. The actor who played the tall man in Phantasm in the 1979 horror classic Phantasm and its three released sequels died on Saturday at the age of 89. Uh, following the success of Phantasm, Scrim also turned up in movies like Subspecies, Mind Warp, I Sell the Dead, and John Dies at the End. Scrim also appeared in a number of ep- episodes of Alias, particularly because series creator J.J. Abrams was a Phantasm fan. Oh. Yeah. He's right now he's overseeing the uh, re- restoration for, I think, a 4K version of Phantasm. Nice. Uh, While studying theater at USC, he worked at a variety of jobs, including a stint at Capitol Records, during which he wrote liner notes for albums by Frank Sinatra, Nat King Cole, The Beatles, and many others, a profession he continued even after his acting career took off. Hmm. 
and he won a Grammy in 1974 for Best Liner Notes. Wow. I did not realize that was a category. It's probably not one of the, well... Interesting. Are the Grammys? There's no Grammy Awards show, right? Is there? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I haven't seen it. Nobody watched. Nobody has. (laughs) Wow. You know, uh, oh, an award! Oh, it's a Grammy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Richard Libertini died today too. Uh, and he, he is one of those that guy he's, he's that you that see guy. in that thing. Oh, hey. it's, it's the movie. It's the thing I saw earlier. Then he's the ethnic that guy. Oh, it's not that guy. No, is here's the one that go. Didn't you he put it in back in bowl? Sorry, you put it in back in bowl. What? No, I, you didn't see I, that. I, Nobody saw that. Oh, he right was now. he was the editor in sometimes uh, Fletch, Andy right? your need right. to obscure things. Yes, he was the editor in Fletch. He has a Second City background. Uh, was he the same guy in the Polly Shore movie? Not him. Different no, guy. those there's two guys that were very that were confused for each other all yeah. the time. Yeah, and they, and they were actually both those guys were in a movie that a friend of mine did. It's animation for hilarious. Yeah, um, yeah, but he was. Uh, Second City alum as well. Hmm. Yep. Okay, show me a picture, and yeah. I'm sure I've seen him. Yeah. Oh, he's been in a Let's lot see. of stuff. Are you uh, sure? Yeah, he's. It's he's, not the wheezing the juice guy. He's no, been in not. ten thousand things. Like yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's Boy, he's that, a character actor. He's very funny, and he's been in a jillion things. Yeah, that top left one is Stargate. I remember. Yeah. A jillion Stargate. things. I didn't care That's for that one. movie. The the line I was referencing <laughs> is from uh, All of Me, which apparently nobody saw here. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, I saw it. And Bowl is from. Yeah, yeah. I thought it sounded familiar. Yeah, yeah. Tales from the Crypt is getting a reboot helmed by M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, God. The classic horror series return is part of a bigger deal between Shyamalan and TNT. Shyamalan will executive produce the series and direct the pilot. He'll create a two-hour block of horror and suspense content, both in short and long form, with the new Tales from the Crypt series as the centerpiece. Uh, Tales from the Crypt will not only be based on the 1950s uh, EC comics by Will Gaines, but will also feature brand new stories. 25 years ago, the original comics gave birth to the half-hour series over at HBO that ran from 1989 to 1996, and TNT's Tales from the Crypt will air sometime in fall of this year. Now, HBO owns the rights to the iconic puppet version of the show's host, The Crypt Keeper, so he will not appear in the TNT incarnation of the show. Instead of using the iconic version of the character, a new version will be employed. Uh, Quoting uh, M. Night, Instead, the new show will be highlighted by an old man with a cane wearing a hood and keeping warm by the fireplace. Unquote. Paul! Holy shit! (laughs) Why didn't you tell us you were doing that? Uh, The description is meant to align with the old EC Comics version of the character. Okay. Now, here's the thing. I I know M. Night, and deservedly so, has gotten a lot of shit for his movies lately. And yes, they have been terrible. You mean the last 10 years? Mm, Yes, except for one. Uh, A movie called Devil. Which all takes place in an elevator. You like that one? I thought that was all right. I really, I, I'd say it was a great film. Yeah, but I still didn't see it. But it was good, and that has the feeling of kind of a Tales from the Crypt kind of story. And if he can pull off that caliber, still, then yeah, I'm behind this. I mean, M Night is known for what twists? What a twist! And but he's that, not having the, the twist, he's not right? having the Crypt Keeper. 
No, he's having the, the Crypt Keeper, not the original one. That's a thing. Well, right. he's doing the original one, not the one that was on yes. HBO. He's, he's basing it off the original comic book okay. character of the I got Crypt you. Keeper. Are, are you raising your hand? No, stretch my hand. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like, it's like you, you, don't, you, don't, you don't have to wait your turn, Andy. But <laughs> when does he? Uh, oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. That was good. Almost all of his movies rely on a twist of some sort. What did we... Almost to the point of breaking some of those movies. But here, those stories are based on the twist. The... All of the EC comic horror stories are all just, and the twist is, bam, and that's it. So right. this, I'm actually saying he might do really well with it. Might have found his niche. Yeah, so I'm willing to give this a shot. Sure. So blah, 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 twist, Fire Nation attacks. Okay, got it. <laughs> I don't know what that meant. Avatar. <laughs> that's an Airbender oh. reference. Oh, is it? Okay. I don't know. I didn't see it. On purpose. Ha, not Andy. See, that's how you do it. The movie? No. Nope. Oh, Cartoon. you don't yeah, reference a thirty-year-old movie or reference a ten-year-old movie? Yeah, oh. is brilliant. That's what I hear. It's so good. I hear it you can get it. You can get the whole fucking thing for like twenty-five bucks now. Hey, I, I am still catching up on Evangelion. I'm so proud of you. He <laughs> tweeted me the other night. He's in the middle of watching Evangelion. He's like, I'm up to episode twenty now. Right, and he's stunned by the sheer accomplishment that it is. Not my words. he's just dumbstruck by what can only be described as the greatest human achievement in art Uh, that is what you texted back to me (laughs) (laughs) but I will say that show has some really incredible moments that really puts me on board Mm -hmm. Uh, especially that episode 19 that's why I had to text you because I'm like man I'm on board completely on this episode. Well, I'll never be able to watch it, so I won't ever be able to weigh in. Why will you never so. be able to watch it? Because I can't afford it. Oh, man, you can get it for 25 bucks on the bootleg sites. If, if only you knew somebody who had some that you could borrow. Yeah, well, I don't, apparently. <laughs> I don't so. have any you can borrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy you a set or I get a chance, but I, can't, I ain't lending out my perfect Ava collection. There you go. Fuck there off. <laughs> no. I've bought that series too many times. Part with it again. <laughs> George Miller, director of Mad Max Fury Road. I read yes. this. I'm sorry about that. Uh, told Page Six that Mad Max Fury Road will mark his exit from the franchise. Aww. Quote, I've shot in Australia in a field of wildflowers and flat red earth when it rained heavily forever. We had to wait 18 months and every return to the U.S. was 27 hours those Mad Maxes take forever. I won't do those anymore, unquote. Uh, it should be noted that Miller was slated to shoot this film back in 2010, but had to stop once the area for filming had ridiculous amounts of rainfall and transformed the desert wasteland into a green zone with wildflowers. <laughs> no. uh, that's funny. So, so it's, that's the Mad Max swan song. For Miller. You know, a, a great way to end it far as yeah, far as he's concerned. Yeah, but we do have deserts on this continent. Yet we still can't get Vernon to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> there right, never needs right, to be Kay? another one, in no. my opinion. Yeah, no. uh, you're right. It probably doesn't. It's they probably done. will, but Oh sure, but but you're right. I, I think stop at a high point. Why not? Sure. Mm. I mean, because at this point, I mean, he's an older guy. Yeah. Well, that was his thing, is like he's only got a limited time and there are other things he wants to do exactly. aside from Mad Max. Right, yeah. Dave so. Pig in the City 3. Yeah, and if, if, oh, God. Bacon, bacon. <laughs> oh, yeah. That'll do, Pig. Oh, wait. Yeah, I can't blame fire. the guy. That'll not, do, Skillet. 
<laughs> oh, wouldn't that be great if Babe fathered a piglet named that bacon? Skillet? No, it's Sizzling. Mm. Oh, oh. <laughs> veggie bacon. I remember Sizzling. <laughs> I remember her too. Before you fucking killed her and cooked her up, you bastard. The worst, <laughs> worst stripper name ever. Be a hell of- <laughs> I'm Sizzling. I'm gonna twist your dick off. <laughs> what the fuck? Wow. That's, what the fuck? that's my that's my specialty. Dick twisting. <laughs> Do you want Sizzling to twist your dick off? No. Well, then give me forty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> the rare stripper you pay to go away, huh? Because otherwise, I'm gonna sizzling into your crotch and grab as much nut meat as I can and just get to twisting. That's what I do. I get deep in the nut meat with my claws, and so, sizzling begins the twist. Not, not so much stripping as extortion. Gotcha. <laughs> you call it what you want. Sizzling has rules. Sizzling been playing this game. Add that to the character list, Andy. Oh, yeah. Sizzling been playing this game too long. What's it, Bill's auction prize? Bill Reed. Bill Reed. Bill Reed. Bill Reed, astronaut. Here he comes. I I actually referenced the doctor the other day, so that was pretty funny. I'm looking to go to a strip club on the moon. <laughs> Holy shit! Pole dancing in lunar gravity. Oh yeah. Be, I, actually, I might be able to pull that off. That's pretty mm. good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wait. What? Sizzling <laughs> on main stage. Torgo, you're on. You're standing by. Sizzling don't like this low G Torgo. shit. <laughs> yeah, that's Ciz- a club. It makes you it hard go for Sizzling to grab cock. <laughs> hard for me to get my twist on when I'm floating. Strippers at zero G, though, man. Wow, the flotation, that'd be great. <laughs> not zero G, low G. Oh. Yeah. We're not doing stripping in space? What? We're not doing, not doing stripping in I'm space? I'm sorry. Strippers in space. <laughs> Saw the Barbarella. That was enough. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Or Kate Upton in the Vomit Comet. That's right. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. You're welcome. For years, there's been talk of a Deadwood movie that would finish the story for HBO, the series that started back in 2004. The series ran for three seasons before it was canceled in 2006 and left fans hanging. According to HBO programming president Michael Lombardo, they've already given series creator David Milch the green light to make the film. Milch is currently developing another project, but when he's done with that, he'll jump right into working on the Deadwood movie script. Deadwood starred Timothy Oliphant and Ian McShane, the story was set in the late 1800s and revolved around people of Deadwood, South Dakota, a town deep with corruption and crime. McShane was fucking fabulous. He was that. the reason to watch that show. Oh, nothing Jesus else. Christ. Wow, an HBO movie that fans actually want. That? As opposed to that god-awful Entourage movie. Oh, well, mm. right. Yeah. That, that nobody wanted to so see. Good. That series is so good. It's a shame it got canceled. It's amazing. Now, so many good people in that show. Oh, aside from those two, are there going to be people that are going to be hard to get, or people that are dead? That I, nothing I know of dead. I can almost guarantee that Shane and all of them will be back, though. No, they have to be. They oh, are yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen another, another, another one to watch in that was Brad Dorf. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was so good. Well, you know, and Oliphant just wrapped up Justified, so he has some time. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully they'll make it all work. Oh. Oh. Yeah. yeah. McShane is so good in that fucking show. Cocksucker. If you don't know how to curse, he will teach you. Oh, he'll <laughs> teach you. 
He put a, he puts on a fucking clinic. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. You got a mouth like a army trench. <laughs> fucking amazing. New choice. He got a mouth like sizzling. <laughs> New choice. <laughs> I need to have a bell so I can just ring. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> He's got a mouth like the anus of a guy who just spent five hours at Golden Corral. Ding. That's it. That's, that's good. Go with that one. <laughs> Pretty soon, You're not gonna get better than that. Jeff's like, I like the noise. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, we got to do a fucking podcast. <laughs> oh boy. New choice. Jeff has been wanting so badly to put soundboards on this show for years. <laughs> He's fought me to the nail on it too. No, use uh, use the one from the ice cream Don't. social. They're hardly using that one. We, we yeah, <clears throat> we never do drops anymore. Yeah. It's our running thing now that Jacob doesn't do drops. Yeah. Ever since he got his fucking Modoc chair. Yeah. <laughs> I listen, I'm behind on that, but I listened to the part where you guys were torturing poor Ryer with the Roach Motel. Jesus. I didn't stick him in that place. Yeah. God. He's moved on to Reddy's now. He's good. He's fine. He put him in a place that didn't come with sheets. young lad. Hey, you got to learn these lessons somehow. What kind of hotel doesn't give you the sheets? Uh, A sheety one. Ah, yes. Manor Suites, everybody. Manor Suites. Speaking of ICS there, Paul. Yes. What's her name? Rachel Bloom. Yes. Just won a Golden Globe. She sure did. For her show on the CW. We reposted our classic interview with Rachel Bloom. Oh, did you? Right there on our page. You can go and listen to Golden Globe winner Rachel Bloom talk smack with us. We even talk Star Wars. It's topical. It's fucking topical. Now, right now, before you take her to the strip club, right? Yep. <laughs> now give 80s his five bucks. <laughs> the hell? <laughs> Hand outstretched. He knows where his butter's breaded. <laughs> wow. Butter that bacon, boy. Right, bacon up that sausage. <laughs> Don't right. step in the butter. <laughs> Don't put your food in the booter. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your food out of the booter. <laughs> 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 How about a hot slice of pea? <laughs> Last what? story. What's a hot slice of pea? <laughs> you ever see that on Family Guy? No. The, the, the Swedish <laughs> dude? A hot He's got slice the pie, of pea? The, the pie shop. He's like, you would like a hot slice of my pea? <laughs> and then he slips and drops it on. He's like, oh, no. Now you're all covered in my hot pea. <laughs> what the? F- it's pretty ridiculous. You know what? I, it's funny. I think your version is funnier than that one. <laughs> <laughs> See, Andy? That's how you do it. <laughs> the people love me. Shut up. <laughs> All right, last story. Uh, this is an amusement park, Alton Towers. I really want to know how you guys feel about this. Okay. They've announced a space-themed virtual reality roller coaster called Galactica. There's been plenty of oh, simulated coaster experiences. This one manages a world's first with the fact that the full experience takes place with a headset on while actually hurtling along a 2,700 foot of very real metal track. Alton Towers already has the roller coaster in place. Air is a flying coaster that has riders in a horizontal position as they take the virtual sites. The the official site says the riders will be, quote, propelled through the launch portal before embarking on their exploration in the the wonders of space, unquote. Riders will experience forces up to 3.5 Gs. That's more than NASA astronauts being blasted into actual space during the experience. 
Each rider will wear an individual headset for the duration of the ride, which works in tandem with the physical movement of the roller coaster. You get that off by a nanosecond. Mm -hmm. You are fucked. You remember that in the experience? Yeah, yeah. yeah. If the film and the movement of the the shuttle were off just a click, and that's when it got real bad. If it was way off. That's when it got vomiting. But when it got just off enough, you'd be like, oh, so bad. I was just going to say that, too, because uh, there are people who are getting motion sickness with VR headsets. That well, don't get that don't get motion sick like on planes mm. and and boats and so sure. forth now, because of the way a big that it part of that is because of especially the older versions mm-hmm. of the Oculus there was a a fraction of a moment of movement prior you would move your head then it would move ah. and I understand yeah. that was a big part of it That's also part of it, there's uh, also something for some reason the... Oculus's boot up screen shows you a flash of Barbara Bush's tits. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. And and Barbara just... Tits Bush. <laughs> Barbara oh, Tits Bush. God. Who's that? <laughs> you see, man, I reversed it. <laughs> Probably. What a twist. <laughs> Probably what it is with the VR stuff is is what Paul was alluding to on on the experience on the ride. Is there's a yes, that's if exactly. there's a disconnect between the visual input and your inner ear. It the brain gets confused it's and it doesn't know how to said. interpret it. So, Hades Jeff, the science guy, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. What's your start screen? Write to us at uglycouchshow.com. and uh, your fan fiction, I guess. Wow. <laughs> Thank you, Stephen. We're bringing the devil on our heads. <laughs> <laughs> and until next week, I am Master Torgo. Your worst nightmare. Hades Jeff, Commander K, Major Tom. Uh, fact check, Andy. May believe Matt, and we'll talk to you next week in Geek. I love this idea of the VR with actual movement. Yeah, that's yeah. That's that actually an interesting idea. Yeah. yeah. Alton Towers. I think that's uh I think that's in England. Sounds so, like, yes. Know. Good luck getting there. I right. that's one of the ones that's in um Roller Coaster Tycoon if I'm not mistaken. Oh. oh okay. I hear there's another one of those coming out I think this year. I'm very happy. I love that series. Hmm. Roller Coaster Tycoon. Okay. Ride virtual rides. It's yeah. 3.5 G's more than astronauts. That's, that's a lot, man. Yeah. That's a heck that's of a, a whole lot. lot. Have, what, what happened have to you, the first ride? Oh, there <laughs> have you ridden the Gravitron at the fair? The thing that spins around while you're on the wall so fast that it nope. presses you up against Never it? Never done that. I have. Never done that. That is roughly 3.5 G's. Okay. So if you felt that, that's what you're feeling. A lot of roller coasters reach that. Okay. It's, it's not that friggin' huge. All right. So It's not that bad. And it's, now they, it's the say, they say 3.5 G's, but it's like 3.5 G's for 0.8 seconds. Yeah, during some, oh, some uh, hard okay. turns, right, like, right. oh, I feel a little. It doesn't go for even a full second. Okay. <laughs> I weigh 600 pounds for the entire ride. Mm-hmm. Mm. No, that's the Gravitron. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs>